Hey there, everyone. This is Cass with SCNS Live. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to check out the video version of this, you can check it out on YouTube. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, all at SCNS Live. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. <laughs> I hate all of you. Why would you tell me that? Right I, you on air? Wait, what did he tell you? He just leans in real close and he's like, are we on? Are we on? Yeah, It's a hard way to start this show. <laughs> He's just like real close. It was a very intimate moment. It just like Good lied. evening, everyone. Welcome to SCNS Live, the Super Cool Nerd Show. Thank you guys all out there in the Super Cool Nation for joining us tonight. And it is the last show of the season. We will be uh, taking our break. Everybody, you know, enjoy your holidays that are yeah. coming up here soon. Of Eat lots of food. Hello. I've already started my break beard, so. Oh, is that I, a thing? Yeah, I don't shave until like January. No shave November. It's breaking beard. No, I, sh- I don't shave until January, oh. unless unless my wife's like you know. No shave December. I just don't. It's like my way of like you know. No just, getting it January. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when the shave happens. <laughs> like, oh wait, that's happening. Hang on. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's go. (laughs) All of a a sudden, you found your razor. Exactly. Boy, boy, it's like like ninja time. (laughs) Anyway. So, thank you. Let's get two razors. We'll shave it faster. I'll go get get the straight razor shave. I'll pay for that. Hold on a second. I'm kicking it old school. I need an emergency job right now. So, I am Jason the X, the guy that's shaving. We already talked about this. It's the frames. It's bothering me. It's just. These are my new glasses. It is, yeah. I'm going to call BS, but okay. These, I use them on a shoot. Uh, If you look at my Instagram, then you can see me full hipster. I was wearing uh, flannel with uh, suspenders, a hat that flopped back, and these, and two different shades of lipstick. And I just decided to keep the glasses because I thought they were funny. They are funny. They're cute, though. Thank you. I look like I'm about to tell you. Well, actually, this beer was actually brewed oh. in Texas, so that makes it a better beer. Like, that's that's how I feel like right now. See, the problem is I know someone that has that exact tone mm-hmm. and talks exactly like that, and it mm-hmm. hurts. So introducing the rest of the people on this show. <laughs> over here, welcome back, Bryce Culver. Thank you, Jason. So in the 90s, I think people wore glasses without the lenses frequently. Or they just uh, wore the actually, glass. Uh, mid two thousands as well. Or the yeah. mid two thousands. Okay. It All might right. just be something so, that doesn't go away. So you're only. Yeah. It's a, a fashion decade trend. away from yeah. being <laughs> only, really only cool. A, only a decade behind or ahead. Or ahead. Okay. Really cool. Let's yeah. look ahead then. Yeah. Yeah. And the lady over there talking about her glasses. That's Cass. Hi there. <laughs> so, but most importantly, behind the board, making everything look pretty, sound good, and <laughs> all the little ins and odds and doodads and stuff and graphics and whatnot. Core. Hi. And my glasses are real, see. Funny story, I tried to get her to wear an I hate baby shirt before we went on. I'm not wearing And she I, refused. I like babies. They're cute. As long as they're not mine. I don't want babies. Don't lie. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just trying to get the truth out because we're all about the truth here. The truth is out there. The truth is out there. If I hate babies, I have to hate my niece and I can't do that. She's not a baby anymore. She's a... Well, yeah, you're yeah, right. exactly. There She's you a go. Ah, uh, there it's we like, go. I, you know, I like my dog. I don't like other people's dogs. The dogs might be assholes. Anyway, 
So, we are ending the show with the best of, even though it's only November. And we know Bumblebee will be the best thing, so. Aquaman. <laughs> Aquaman. Do you have to Deadpool. Not, yes, Kat, we miss you. And I'm still going to talk shit about it. Oh, her point. That was Aquaman. my point. No, it, you're wrong. You're wrong. I'm wrong? Yeah, you're wrong. Am I no, wrong? you're right. Can the universe hear me? Because I've been shouting Aquaman for a long time. You should probably stop doing that. This, for some reason, for some reason, this microphone doesn't seem to work. Does, it, it doesn't pick up bullshit. Aquaman. <laughs> Arthur Curry, come on, guys. I'm sorry. Come on, Jason. They have a bullshit filter. <laughs> Mara. Anyway, How about Mara. Only Y'all. one of them has a wet Jason Momoa. That's. That's all I'm saying. As a warning, though, it will be uh, a bit of a somber show. Um, we, we can't do the show without recognizing the departure of one of the greatest gifts that we've ever had as far as uh, a creator and the comic, Stanley. And we're going to talk about that a little later, later on. Try to bring it back up after that. But anyway, let's go ahead and do it like we always do. Kick it off with some super cool nerd news. <laughs> And super cool nerd news. We're starting off with something actually kind of surprising. Um, Sony has announced that they well they announced earlier this year they were not going to be doing a PlayStation experience this year because um, they said they just didn't have any games to show, which is kind of unusual. No PlayStation experience. That's weird. However, it was announced today they would not be doing E3 either. And they've also said the reason is because, well, we just don't have anything to show. Um, a lot of people are speculating, and they don't know why, but I'm going to go ahead and take a guess. It's because they're getting ready to unveil the PlayStation 5. Last month, one of the heads uh, on the, uh, of the PlayStation, uh, PlayStation Japan actually announced it is time for a new system. Uh, this does, today is also the five-year anniversary of the PlayStation 4, so honestly, today would have been a perfect day to announce a new system. Just saying, five years, PlayStation 5, here, give us 400 more dollars for another system, which I probably won't do because, you know, it works just fine. So, yeah, um, 24 years of E3 going, and this is PlayStation's first time missing it. So, um, it kind of takes some of the, some of the hit out of E3 because, I mean, Nintendo usually does their own thing. They don't make a big showing at E3 either. They do Nintendo Direct. Even Xbox, they unveiled their Xbox One on their own campus. So, are people as, I don't want to say game developers moving away from E3, but are just the big gaming system companies moving away from E3? Because, let's admit, it's not what it used to be. It's a little something different. And it might be a change in the industry, is all I'm saying. But, PlayStation will be a no-show for E3 this year, and no PlayStation experience has been announced for this year, and they said, we, we don't really have an announcement for one moving into 2019. So, take your guesses. I don't know, guys. I mean, there's only so many years in a row that you can announce uh, The Last of Us, so. <laughs> and they've already done twice, three times. So, I, I don't know. Like, I kind of get it. Uh, I kind of understand that they might not have a lot, but I don't. I feel like if I, I was PlayStation, I would have just made something up, you know? We're announcing our brand new game. It works for game. Xbox every year. Exactly. Ooh. We're announcing our brand new game, Going Outside. 
be a part of it. <laughs> how, many times, <laughs> how many times have you announced that weird-ass game that Del Toro and uh, is working on? What is it? Death Stranding? Death Stranding. I don't understand That's that game, and at this point, I'm terrified. Trailer. Yeah. I don't know. It's terrifying, Bryce. Just understand that. Oh, yeah, I, I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm waiting for the coloring book uh, with the, uh, you know, the actual Crayolas that you can use. So that's Interactivity. my story. Sony, make a place. Core. What? What have you got for us this week? That's right. I interrupted you right next week. How dare you? That's rude. Yeah. It's very rude. Yeah, it was. But this is for, again, for all the anime fans out there like me, because we are few and far between, apparently, in this world, somehow. But in the days of old, there used to be an anime called Fruits Basket, and it was a popular shoujo anime. It's really cute, slice of life, with a bunch of quirky characters. And if you remember the anime, it was okay, but the manga, of course, was way better. Well, guess what? It has been announced that we will be getting a new series of Fruits Basket. So they're going to be remaking the series following more closely to the story that the manga had, much to the joy of the creator, as she was not happy with what Studio Dean did with her property at all. She has actually shunned them and they will not be the studio doing this remake, nor will they ever be allowed to touch it ever again. But New Fruits Basket. I'm excited. It was one of the first animes that I ever got to cosplay from, and we had the entire cast that you see here, in addition to some of the extra characters, so it was kind of near and dear to my heart because I didn't think I would ever be in a group that big, and I've never been in one since. But that's also because trying to round up about 20 people to do one thing on the same day, I don't know how we did that. It's like herding cats. Yeah, it's like herding cats that are all crazy, and somehow we did that. So the show has a lot of like close feelings for me and I'm really, really excited that we get this new series, but uh, I don't think any of y'all have watched it, have you? Nope. Sorry. Uh, my wife read, read the book, so yeah, she, yeah. If she enjoyed it, then let her know that there will be a new Fruits Basket anime that follows it. No, I won't. Why? Because he doesn't want her to spend time on it. <laughs> it's already Fallout 76 week. Right? I'll tell her then. Oh yeah. Screw you. I'll tell her. That's I, right. Other people can communicate with your wife. Yeah. Surprise. I was, I was told to make sure I have a game so I don't bother her while she's playing. <laughs> so you got Red Dead, right? Okay, good. Leave me alone. Yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> it's like four, sometime at four o'clock in the morning. She's like, finally, like, <clears throat> slips in the bed. And like, I can get up in an hour. What the <laughs> That's weird. I've never done that because of Assassin's Creed. Well, it came out yesterday, so I she know. had time. To, you know, I know. You, you've done and it. And it doesn't delete anything. How is, how is Assassin's <laughs> Creed Odyssey? Assassin's Creed is not bad. Um, there were several reviews. I can't reviews, do both. There were several reviews that were like, oh, it's unlike any other Assassin's Creed in the history of the world. I don't know what those reviews are talking about. Yeah. It's Assassin's Creed Origins. There we go. But in Italy. And more and character options. super so. gay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I Every can't... single time I get a chance, if it's a woman, I'm like, hello there. Hi, hi. <laughs> oh, hi. Get you some <laughs> mead? Yeah, basically. Well, what, do you, what have you got for us for news this week? Um, we have our first, since uh, I've been here, we have our first retraction. We don't do that here. 
No. We don't do that here. Well, too bad. We're so, always wrong. Uh, We're always right. Always last, wrong? Last week, we uh, <laughs> said the the Church of Satan was suing Sabrina, the new... I don't, what is it called? Sabrina the Teenage Witch, but it's the new one. The Chilling, uh, Chilling Adventures. Chilling Adventures. We announced that the Church of Satan was suing them. Turns out it's not the Church of Satan. It's the Satanic Temple, which is a um it's not it's not the church it's a political kind of place so they can have copyright churches really it was really weird that a church would have one and that's why we were both me and cow were both confused but reverend joel ethan of the church of satan wanted to make very clear that it's not the church of satan it's the satanic temple which makes more sense Congratulations, Satanists are still hippies. <laughs> I'm just more surprised. I'm just more surprised their titles are Reverend. It just yeah, seems it no, just no, seems no, odd Reverend, to me. Reverend Joel Ethan. Yeah, he wanted to make it very clear that these are two different things, okay. which I still think is hilarious. <laughs> look, it's a the, fictional TV show. That's where you look at that person and go, yeah, "Who the no, hell are okay, you?" Okay, <laughs> so since you weren't here last week, basically what happened is the Satanic Temple sued uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina because they used uh, I don't have my notes. Some statue. They used a statue that is associated that. with Satan. Baphomet or something. Okay. I'll yeah, it's um, Bahamut, except it's a different name. Baphomet. Uh, yeah. Baphomet. Okay. And. Uh, so yeah, they basically they basically see that, but it's not the Church of Satan. It's not Satanists. It's like a political thing. It's like who fucking cares? <laughs> I honestly, honestly, it's because I found this information. And I was like, oh, oh not we were the story itself. Inaccurate. But I'm just like these people. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's <laughs> who so are bizarre. these people? Like, why you so you lose cred in my eyes? So, it, so it's it's not the artist who made the statue that's suing. Without competition? No, no, it's the political group that associates itself with the statue. To be fair, the statue is much, much, much older than copyright has existed. Oh, okay. So oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> All right. It's, it's been public domain for Y'all suck. many years. Like, they, they suck. Yeah. Get on with your... <laughs> Whatever you, you, you do. You're losing, you're losing cool points with me. Bryce, what have you got, buddy? Okay. Uh, well, an all-female creative team at DC what? Comics is going to be bringing, for the first time, a limited series, I think it's six issues long, in February of next year, The Female Furies, which is uh, Jack Kirby's creation ooh, from the fourth world. Ooh. And it, it, this is very exciting uh, because we're going to get to learn about the early days of Apocalypse with Big Barda and The Female Furies. Uh, being brought to you by, um, uh, I'm sorry, Cecil Castellucci, sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name, and artist Adriana Mello, or Milo. Uh, so it's going to be pretty cool because uh, you're going to get to see uh, Granny Goodness uh, raising, you know, the, in the early days of the female furies, and you're going to get to see, you know, um, the circumstances of where they live and who is in power and... You know, these women are very strong and capable, and it's generally, you know, when Darkseid sends his forces to um, fight um, the, uh, you know, gen the, the forces of Genesis, uh, you know, the all-powerful High Father and, you know, Metron and everyone else, um, uh, you know, typically the female Furies are left out, 
of the mix. So uh, this is going to be interesting because uh, you're going to get to see, hopefully they're going to blow up some stereotypes and we're going to see some, some uh, interesting character development for these, for these ladies. And I can't wait because hopefully this you know, brings a lot of excitement to fans and DC Comics uh, you know, on the you know fringe uh, fans who want to see the new fourth world movie that they're that they're bringing you know to theaters uh, in the near future. So we get to see Barda as a fury. Oh, yes, before she leaves. I I saw the pencils uh, on the screen over here. Uh, they're not bad. I want to see them full color. Yeah. But um, I think I've seen that. I, I think I've seen that artist work before, and I kind of dig it. So, yeah. Granny Goodness looked friggin' creepy as she always does. If they could just get, I always hear Ed Asner's voice for uh, Granny Goodness because he did it on, um, I think he did it on Justice League Unlimited. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Ed okay, Asner yeah. imitating a female voice is like, wow. So the pencils are good. I actually, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Barda's uh, time as a female fury. Yeah, I, I love the art, actually. Maybe I should show her breaking Wait, away from him. We want to be very clear. These are female furies, That's not just their female names. Furries. No, it's furious. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. It was a question in the chat. I felt like I had to. <laughs> Some, Good point. The spirit of Jack Kirby will visit you tonight and mess you up, boy. <laughs> Actually, it's Jack Kirby. He probably will. Jack Kirby will. <laughs> bitter. Jack Kirby was like, what did you say? <laughs> what did you just call me? <laughs> oh, my God. The ghost of Jack Kirby. Yeah, and I'm here to punch you in the face. <laughs> Is that the ghost of Jack Kirby or the ghost of you? Kind of both. Okay. He's, he was an inspiration. Blended at one point. So February sixth, twenty nineteen. Nice. Check out female oh. furies <laughs> in your comic store. Yeah. One yeah. R. Yes. Very important. It's going to be awesome because Jack Kirby's creations are awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that is the news. So um, now it's going to come a hard part of the show everybody um this monday at the age of 95 we lost stanley probably somebody he's one of the greatest comic creators ever universe creators and um thanks to his work um we have a whole generation of superheroes to pull inspiration from um i don't think the genre would be the same had not it been for his contributions to uh comics and writing and characters um before we go any further there is a short video i'd like to play uh core can you run that real quick Uh, 
we're just gonna spend a little bit of time on this because it is upsetting um i'm pretty sure a lot of tears were shed um from fans of his work this week and his memory is going to live on the the gifts that he gave us they're never going to leave and um i know personally for me i've talked about uh growing up in a not so great life not a great so not a great place uh i lived in the projects and there was a lot of there was a lot of crime there was a lot of bad activity around and uh though i didn't have much i had my comic books and marvel was always my favorite i loved the x-men growing up spider-man and um my first experiences of stanley were as a real small kid watching the amazing adventure of spider-man hearing that voice hey true believers stan lee here introing every show and i think you you found a bond with that especially the few times you would actually see him you see this guy with the dark dark shades and just the white hair on the sides and whenever you saw him he was always whenever he did his intros he was always very excited he had you could hear that passion that love in his voice it's a very distinctive voice and uh it was just one of the best things um so for me, what kept me away from those bad things in my life were the inspiration of the heroes that I idolized so much. When I would read the X-Men and see how different they were, but being outcasts, which I dealt a lot with being a biracial kid, but I identified a lot with the X-Men because they were outcasts, but they still did the right thing. Even though the slings and arrows of the world hit them, and no matter how hard it was, they were still heroes. And I knew I was never going to develop superpowers. But I'll tell you, reading those books and everything made me, as a kid, uh, just want to be better. Um, Captain America, as, I'll, as I've said, is my favorite hero of all time. Not because he's the most powerful. It's more of what he stood for. And I wouldn't have those memories and I wouldn't have that inspiration had not have been for Stanley. And honestly, and I hate I never did it, which is one thing, guys, if you got a notion to do something, go do it. I always wanted to just, I didn't want his autograph. I didn't want a picture. I just wanted to say thank you. Um, I'm never going to get that opportunity now, but I'm going to make sure that if they don't know who Stanley is, I'm going to tell them who he was and what he did and what he meant to me. Um, his work's going to live on. And even saying this out loud on this video is a dedication to what he did. So though I didn't tell him, I'm going to tell the world that I am grateful for, um, what he gave me in my life. If anybody wants to go. That was well said. Um, I have... Um, similar situation, Jason. Growing up, I was raised in a single parent home and I was definitely uh, impacted by Stan Lee's work. Um, he was a prolific powerhouse of a creator and writer um, and pitch man. He was, he he brought a lot of joy to a lot of people, um, a lot of comfort to a lot of people. I know that I, um, I loved reading Marvel growing up. 
Um, the Avengers, Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, Daredevil, The Avengers. Uh, but my favorite was Spider-Man. I identified with that situation, that home life a little bit because of uh, uh, Aunt May and Peter Parker. I wanted to be uh, Peter Parker. Uh, I felt that Stan Lee and Marvel did a good job of trying to show, you know, some of the things that people struggle with in life. And, um, uh, you know, they, they taught you, they taught you ethics and Stan was good at writing, you know, wrong from right. And, um, Peter Parker was always a very conscientious, conscientious, I should say, uh, person, uh, who was always looking out for everybody else. And I, I, I really, I really enjoyed that aspect of, of the stories. Um, I was, uh, can I have a, thank you. I was a keeper of the flame. I was a KOF. Uh, and that's, Marvel defined that as someone who recruits newcomers to Marvel's rollicking ranks. Um, I, uh, I, I, I loved Marvel comics and still do. And this hangs in my home today and has been hanging in my home for over, well, all of my life, actually, since I was about eight years old. Can you see it? Mm -hmm. um, this still hangs in my, in, my, in my home, and I look at it with great joy. This is Sal Buscema's artwork. Um, the, one of the great things about Stan Lee uh, that some people may not know is that he gave a lot of credit to the people that deserved it. And, the, and those are the artists that he collaborated with, the people that helped create these iconic characters that will endure long after all of us who are in this room or watching this video tonight. They will live on long after we're gone. And, and some of the artists like Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko, um, Stan always gave them credit. Stan was a great guy. He was, he was funny, he was personable, he loved his fans. And um, I would imagine that um, he would be um, happy to know that so many people have been given so many, you know, good feelings and, and emotions from his work, his foundations that he laid for all these characters and these stories, you know, that, and that eventually produced so many award-winning graphic novels and the, the MCU, you know, has touched people around the world. And, um, and in the hallowed ranks of Marveldom, um, I think you could call Stan a, an FFF, a fearless front facer. And that's basically an honorary bestowed for devotion to Marvel above and beyond the call of duty. And uh, I would just like to add that um, Stan, um, I saw him at Marvelous Nerd Year's Eve a couple of years ago, 
and I saw him on stage doing his panel and he took a, a really sweet phone call with his wife Joan and um, it was very touching and I think in every regard in every in in every scene and everything I've ever read about Stan people have gushed about how much they love the man and um, he will be he will be missed um, and I have to say that if I can just say that uh, at the end of uh, one of the Tobey Maguire movies when Stan is standing there saying well what do you know I guess one guy can make a difference well Stanley you did certainly for me um. I'm feeling just, I, I think, extraordinarily grateful for what he did. I've talked about this before, but uh, I, I, growing up, I was I was a girl in a house full of boys. I had mostly boyfriends, so I was the girl. We don't want you here. We're talking about boy stuff. In comics, we're boy stuff. And then as I grew a little bit older, uh, and this is, I, I'm probably talking 18, 19 years old, started going to cons and pretty soon I went to a one with Stan Lee. And uh, I remember him, he was answering questions and there were a lot of boys and there were a lot of girls and there was no difference. Uh, everything about him was so focused on the fans. And that's one of my favorite things about Marvel is that there are girls everywhere and that's really really important to me and uh, that and his characters are always they were always very human and DC I love DC they have these powerhouses they have great gods but Iron Man Spider-Man they're going through real people struggles Spider-Man can't pay the bills and it's just, that's very human, and that's, that's so important to address, that's so important to me, to show people, more than anything else, people. Every single one of his characters was a human person, is, is a human person, and that's, that's what he did. He made people, and he loved people, and he treated people. He never forgot that every single one of his fans, every single one of his characters, everyone in his life was always a person. I am extraordinarily grateful for that. Um, for me, like I didn't really get into, I guess, Marvel comics or Marvel movies or anything until about high school. But Stanley was always like this household name, even oh. though. Um, I don't remember watching anything Marvel related when I was a kid or reading anything Marvel related but for some reason I if someone mentioned Stan Lee I already knew who they were talking about I already knew oh he makes the Marvel comics and like I didn't even know there was a difference between DC and Marvel when I was like five but I knew specifically Marvel comics and then it what I saw I think what the first Marvel movie I ever saw was the first Spider-Man movie and I remember seeing him in the cameo, and my cousin was losing his mind. He said, that's Stan Lee, that's Stan Lee. And I didn't understand why he was so excited. It's just an old man. I don't get it. He's, and then it, 
like now I get it obviously I now I get it and I love that that the little cameos continued it became a really fun reason to watch the Marvel movies but back then I didn't understand it and then I started reading more Marvel comics because as as Cass had said the heroes are more human even Thor who's a god has a lot of human qualities and that's something that I could relate to I could relate to a god that's weird to say but the stories were always really interesting they were really fantastical it, it really was like someone just took a step into someone's imagination and he created the 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 lay work for that he just basically was like here's the things that you need to know do whatever else you want so he he truly is like the spirit of what imagination is for everybody because of him I started reading and looking more at Western media instead of just like Japanese stuff for example I started actually looking into making my own superheroes and like, I was so happy that he had female heroes that weren't all just sexy I'm gonna wear just a bikini to fight crime I mean most of his female characters while they wore skin-tight bodysuits I mean the men did too they were mostly covered so he ha it showed a lot more respect for the female heroes than some of the, some other comic books I had seen or even some of the comic shows I had seen. I don't know, I'm kind of rambling, but I am going to greatly miss him a lot. I'm going to miss all the fun stories that people posted about when they first met him. Although I guess I can I still get to read those, but there won't be any new stories unfortunately and those were always the fun ones the when I met Stan Lee and they would have a story even if they were only at his table for five seconds he took the time to get to know everybody so. all right well we're gonna miss him that's that can be said if there's anything I can appreciate this week has been what Coral was saying the outpouring of just love and remembrance of a man who gave us so much so we will miss him but his work's going to live on and anybody handling this stuff seriously if you're a creator if you're an artist you probably owe something to stan lee so we think we all do all right he um i just yeah he uh, it was i believe i read kevin smith uh he made a very he did an hour-long show. He, he did. I, I didn't see his show, but I did see his. I did see what he put on his Instagram, and it, it was very sweet about calling him a literary titan, and um, it it made me tear up what Kevin Smith said about him. So if you get a chance to read what Kevin Smith said, I, I think he he expressed his love for Stan extremely well, uh, and um, I would just say that um, Stan made a lot of Marvel movies fun. He didn't write them, he didn't direct them, but he sure provided a lot of, a lot of laughter in theaters, right? When, when, when he would appear. And um, I would just say that um, Asgard has a new brother right now. Well, we have one more. Uh, Ricardo couldn't join us tonight, but he did have a video he wanted to share. Uh, go ahead and run that and then we're gonna move on to our next topic. 
What's up, Super Cool Nerds? Ricardo here. Sorry I couldn't be on the show tonight. Uh, I, it's my two-year anniversary with Chelsea, so we're out on a date. Uh, but a couple quick things. It is the uh, best of show, so a couple things that I enjoyed this year, the best of. Uh, for movies, there were a lot. I mean, we had Black Clansman, we had Black Panther, we had Solo, we had Deadpool 2. Uh, for, for me, too, it's a toss-up between Bohemian Rhapsody and Avengers Infinity War. Uh, top two movies for me of the year. Um... For video games, the best of for me was Spider-Man, uh, one of the best Spider-Man stories, uh, and just overall, like, it, it was better than most of the movies, uh, it was great, if you haven't played it, you have a PS4, go out, get it, play it, it's amazing, I can't, I'm excited for DLC, stuff that come out, uh, best, uh, book, uh, for me, uh, a little bit on the political side, uh, which we really don't talk about on the show, but it is Ben, uh, by Ben Rhodes, it's, uh, The World As It Is, he was a speechwriter for Obama, and he was, for President Obama, and he was there from the beginning all the way to the end. So, really, really great book. And I know I'm stepping a little bit on Jason's toes on this one. Uh, for best toy for me this year, it was uh, definitely these right here. These are the Infinity War Thanos Infinity Stone colored Funko Pops. Uh, there are six of them. I have two of them right now. Uh, I can't wait to get the other four. So, we've got that going on. And then, so yeah, that was one of the best stuff for this year. And of course, uh, my condolences to all the fans, um, friends, and uh, family, of course, of Stanley. Uh, thank you for everything you did for us, Stan. Uh, you really made us, you know, open up our imaginations, and uh, definitely created an amazing world <laughs> for us to enjoy. Uh, so yeah, guys, I'll see y'all next year, and uh, love you guys. Keep on nerding. Okay. So the mics so, apparently went up before I was ready. So. Okay, so let me tell y'all something, and the the audience gets to listen to. When I say mics are going up, that does not mean the camera's back on. Mics, my are, mics going up means still be quiet, but the mics are going up so I don't have to scramble to do that as I turn the camera on. Jason. You should be. J Jason. God, okay. Jason. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you for letting us, letting us indulge in a little bit of a teary-eyed appreciation of somebody. So, it is November, but we're still doing a best of list. So, right off the bat. Aquaman. Shut up. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. You're right. You're right. The upcoming Hawkeye movie. Because that will totally happen. <laughs> so, anyway. Best movie of the year. I've got a couple of choices right here. And, uh, hold on, please. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. What? Hold on, hold on, what? Hold on. Let me put the graphic up. That you work so okay. hard on. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. That was a cuter run it. So. Choices. I was trying to get it. Okay. It was hard. It was, uh, it was kind of some hard picks here. But, uh, I got eight choices. Infinity War, Black Panther, Deadpool 2, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, Incredibles 2, Solo, Ant-Man and Wasp, and Halloween. For me on this list, I'm flat out. Infinity War was my number one. Really? Yeah. I gotta go Black Panther. I'm going Infinity War because everything has been leading up to this, and this was my payoff. So, for me, it's Infinity War. Alright? I mean, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna jump on that bandwagon and because I saw that film three times in theater. I thought you were going to say Venom. You thought I was going to say Venom. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Venom is now in the running. Hold on. Um, Venom is now in the running. We can, Venom was we can a great do, movie. Can, Venom is not in the running. <laughs> that was not a great movie. I'm changing my vote. And Jason, um, I don't like you anymore. That was terrible. Um, I see one in the chat, Deadpool 2. I think okay. it's funny that you chose to single out Jason about that one and not me. <laughs> Well, he brought I it actually up. Liked Venom. Well, he brought it up. I wasn't. I was gonna single you out if you did bring it up. 
I thought you were going to bring it up, actually. I forgot that it came out this year. No, I gotta go Black Panther. Infinity War, yes, it is a culmination of many years, but Black Panther was just a good movie. It was, and this is a a hard list. Yeah. So, uh, I like some of the choices. Uh, Black Panther, John Picard is going with that. Uh, Geeky on the YouTube chat, he is saying Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2 is a great movie. It It was. And somebody, Waterboy. What? (laughs) I don't know. I think he means Aquaman. I'm maybe he means oh, uh, maybe he means uh, the shape of water. <gasps> that was last year. Wait, was that out this year? Was nope, that was last year. Okay, oh, okay. Because right. I was like, wait, I have to change my vote. <laughs> All right, so okay, oh, got also, that. Also, for me, bad times the Elroy Owl would be in the running, but it wouldn't really? win. Bad times the Elroy Owl. I, I forgot to review about. Um, yeah, bad times the Elroy Owl. Uh, if you told me it was written as a play, I wouldn't be surprised. It kind of feels like a play. But, um, yeah, Cynthia Erivo, and several people in that movie deserve Oscar nods. Um, Chris Hemsworth, uh, Cynthia, maybe even Jeff Bridges. It was an amazing, amazing movie. Black Panther still wins out for me, but Bad Times was amazing. Cor, best? You only saw one movie, didn't you? I saw two. <laughs> I saw Infinity well, War. Pick and... one of the two. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I did see three. I did see three. And they were all Marvel movies. Um, was the other one Ant-Man and the Wasp? No, I didn't get to see it. It was Black Panther, Infinity War, and Deadpool 2. So which one is the best? Which one of those three? I would have to say Infinity War. Yes! Only because I legitimately could not guess what was going to happen in Infinity War. Everything that happened took me by complete surprise and I couldn't predict it. In Black Panther, there were parts that I could predict, but also know that Black Panther comes in like a really close second, and this was really hard. Well, since, since Cass got a runner-up, runner-up price for a second, second um, sloppy seconds. Yeah, uh, I don't know about sloppy seconds, but um, oh yeah, sorry, Venom is my number two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah guess, what? guess what? Venom was a number two for me too. It was oh. crappy. Oh. oh. Yes. They be coming out. Um, Pick up the gloves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my number my number two would have to be either Halloween or Black Panther. I, I saw Halloween twice in theater. Really, really liked it. So, uh, you know, they're two totally different movies, but I would have to say Black Panther, I guess, because it was right. really awesome. I just wanted a chance to get Black Panther, because, yeah, it uh, probably one of the so better good. villains of all time, So, so who was totally in the right, honestly. So, all right. So, <laughs> but can we all agree? Venom is the best rom-com of, our, okay. of 2018. Um, absolutely. <laughs> and I'm not what? joking. Venom is a love story, and I love it so much. That is so disturbing. <laughs> Venom is a love story. Just because it's a vagina guy. Okay, don't come at me because you thought Thanos was thick, and I did not enjoy that comparison. So let me have my Eddie Venom romance. All right, all right. Moving on. Uh. Best TV this year. Best TV show you watched this year. Um, this was a really hard choice. I got a couple picks here. Uh, Handmaid's Tale, which was just fucking tragic. Um, Atlanta, Star Trek, The Orville, Castlevania, The Good Place, Stranger Things, and Lost in Space made the list. Can't have Stranger Things. Can't have Stranger Things. Why not? Didn't why? Not this year. Bryce, why did you add that to the list? It didn't. I thought it did. It was last year. Okay, then that's okay. Out. That's awesome. Pretend there's a big red X over Stranger Things. Sorry about that. Mm. So uh, my choices for this, I'm gonna go. Would I enjoy it the most? Uh, Orville, Star Trek, better than Star Trek, Star Treks. Star Trek's so. And um, oh, boo, no. because it was a surprise hit, 
Castlevania is my runner-up. This season? This season? This season, yeah. I haven't watched Oh, it's one, good. Yeah. It's good. I haven't watched most of these. Bryce, uh, oh. No, go ahead and finish. Go ahead. You want to go next? Um, Can I have one that's not actually a TV show? It streams on Twitch. Sure, that's fine. Oh, God. Critical Role. Knew uh, it. I knew it. Critical Role. I knew it. It's okay. so good. All right. What's your number two, then? Good Place. The Good Place really? continues to be some of the most solid television that I've seen in a long time. To be fair, if Stranger Things did come out this year, it would top it. But um, as far as TV shows that have come out this year, that or the last couple episodes of Happy also came out this year. Um, Chris Maloney, Patton Oswalt, amazing, amazing show. But only half of it came out this year. So, Hmm. yeah, Critical Role. Love it. Love it so much. Got some from the chat. Uh, Atlanta from Joseph House. Daredevil season two was... Season two? Season three, three means. Okay, that was a correction. Um, and I see uh, Carl saying Lost in Space, which I just hated that kid in Lost in Space. He just got in more trouble. Wasn't so that? you saw the whole 10-episode oh, yeah. series? Yeah, I saw it. You didn't care for it? I did not care for Will Robinson. Okay, I did. I, I, Danger, I thought Will the show Robinson. was outstanding. Danger. Robinson. Huh? Are they supposed to be like a Robinson Crusoe? No, it, yes. well, it, yeah, okay. kind of. Robinson Crusoe in space. But Will yeah, Robinson okay. just got into just trouble over and over again. I, 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 Coral. I, I, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, I know. when you're in an alien <laughs> environment, you know, I know, it's not, it's not Richardson, Texas. I mean, you know. Stop telling people where we happen. are. Oh. Uh, um, Richardson, he did, he did. Texas, what are you talking about? Where's, Where's that? Washington, D.C. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, for me, for best TV, since it's not uh, Stranger Things, I was going to go with um, Star Trek and Stranger Things, but I'll go with Star Trek and Lost in Space. Big surprise, I'm sure, for a lot of people who know I'm into sci-fi, but I thought, I thought Lost in Space was great because um, the visuals were very compelling, and I thought the actors were great. Uh, the guy who directed the first two episodes is Neil Marshall, who who, who directed really? The Descent. Yep, yep. Okay. Who directed The Descent and Dog Soldiers. Um, I, I was completely uh, enamored with uh, Lost in Space. I thought it was a lot of fun. I liked it. I just didn't like Will's much. Anyway. All right, so I uh, get to like it. Get this is a it. category that you added in. Best, uh, what the, uh, this, um, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Cora. Best TV this year you've watched, Cora. I already know one How of them. How dare you? No, I already know one Actually, of them. the only one I saw on that list was Castlevania, so Good I have God. to go with that one. <laughs> it was going to win out Come anyway. Come on, man. I don't watch much TV. I've been pl- I've been playing a lot of video games instead. <laughs> but Castle- oh, yeah, we're going to get to that in a second. Yeah. But, See, Cal- I- but with Castlevania, you've got vampires, you've got brutal murder, you and you've got, you got daddy issues. <laughs> you got everything I want, apparently, in this anime only i don't want that in real life i just want it in anime well this no we're not gonna get into that i'd say very few of us want to be in the tv shows that we watch oh no i i do not want to be in this show what's no. so fucking ever i enjoy being alive yeah. and not because you would be dead quick <laughs> oh i would be dead so quick i am slow and i'm stupid. and not crafty at all no and you get scared easily and just shut up down. <laughs> hey, what's the next category? So the next category, uh, best nostalgia act from this year, which I thought was a pretty good category, considering I just finished uh, on, on the list I have here, uh, the She-Ra cartoon on Netflix is actually really good. Mm-hmm. It's great writing, and I actually love it. Did you so, did you actually list off what was in this category, or just go? I'm right gonna in? list. I'm gonna list off. Uh, Lego Voltron. Yeah. The SNES classic. Last year. Yeah, we found. Was out. that 17? September 27th. 2017. Pulse. I know. Ah, 
Fact check. Tamagotchi. <laughs> I know. Um, Tamagotchi this year. They, they did come out this year. And yeah. why did you tell me this when I made this list? Yeah, sorry. And uh, Best Nostalgia Act, and this is a good one from Bryce, The Toys That Made Us. Which also, I was in an episode of that. You need to watch it. Well, my toys. You didn't tell me that. My toys are in an episode can, of that. That's can well, I you're not something? actually in it on on. They on wanted camera? a picture of my collection, and it's and the I. So, sent, so it's at the end where the credits yeah. are. Then. Oh, nice. Like yeah, so it's that shelf of toys right there. So anyway, the Transformers episode. Yeah. Naturally. So um, for this one, I'm actually my I'm I'm going to say it's a latecomer, but the Shira cartoon. Yeah. I really like it. And I like it because I can watch it with my kids, and I can still enjoy it. So, yeah, my daughter's totally into it now. So, I feel like my mine wasn't it wasn't a thing that came out of something that happened this year. Okay, That's... the uh, bankruptcy, and then the uh, revamping, I guess, of Toys R Us. Oh yeah. Um... I feel like Has it, it started yet in Kroger? Yes, or? yes uh, they are showing well, up now. Not okay. even there. Uh, there's one called in, that's set up in the. It's Jeffrey's spot. Toy Box. Yeah, Toy Box mm. in. I thought they were in Walmart's. No, I thought they were going to be in Walmart's. They showed up in Kroger. No oh, one saw that coming. That's yeah, odd. It's, yeah, Kroger, and then Walmart's going to have their own. I read collectible section. Yeah, they coming. they and they do. But yeah, that whole thing. That's my favorite. We still don't know when they're going to come back. Yeah, Toys R Us left us and then came back within the same year. Yeah, it's, it's like Pet Cemetery. Anyway. Dear God, no. Uh, no, what? No. It's a little different than that. Cora, best nostalgia for you this year? <laughs> uh, Lego Voltron. Hello. I so want with, one of those. With the runner-up being actually the Halloween movie, since that was a re this was a continuation of the story. Uh, okay. I'll okay. I'll give you that one. I like since that. I've finally gotten into horror movies, I'm going to go with that one. Okay, for my choice, it's probably obvious to those that know I like Migos Venom. and have a... Oh. Ooh, com comedy goes in threes. Where's the shade? Let me pull that down. <laughs> let me go ahead and close that door and then lock it. Jeez. And then let me go ahead and close the other door, the the other, the other screen door and the regular door. Let me go ahead and I'm close that. I'm glad in the chat agrees with it. she is dope as fuck. Nice. Yes. So the toys that made us is my vote. Okay. For best. Obviously, since you suggested it. It's a great show. Migo. It's coming. Love it. And they did Transformers. Yeah. And Power Rangers is coming. Anyway. Yeah, it, it, the, the toys that made us, very insightful. Very interesting stories behind the scenes about what transpired. I like it. Yeah. All right, so speaking of the toys that made us, best toy, this is my category all the way here. So My, uh, <laughs> my category. My, no, no, my no. Category. You've got a good pick this year. Um, For me... um. I have to include Hasbro as a whole because with their Star Wars, the Black Series figures, the Power Rangers line upcoming, and the stuff they've done with Marvel with the face sculpts and the face scanning, it's just been a really great line. Um, everything they've produced this year, um, well, 90% of their stuff is a good hit. So I'm going to give them credit on that. But um, NECA really has come with it with that uh, 90s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles set. Yep. That I absolutely love. That and uh, they're coming out with more stuff from that movie too. NECA's putting out some great Predator stuff. They're very active on their social media. Follow NECA on Twitter. They answer questions all the time. And they even want people, because they just started carrying NECA toys in Target, and they want people to be brand ambassadors for their stuff. They're just like, if you have a Target near you, go claim that, and we'll, you'll be the ambassador of that store for us. Go check on that store. Make sure our product is being, you know, it's kind of like free labor as well. But, you know, they want people to take pride in their stuff. And um, I like that they've become available after the Toys R Us closure in stores like Target. And they're, they're involved in their community. Great stuff. Just 
just tops all the way. I'm going to give them on that. NECA, you're, you're knocking it out of the park. Bryce, I, I like NECA as well. They have they have some retro stuff that, that I oh, enjoy yeah. as well. Um, yeah, you bet. Uh, they have uh, a lot of good product. And uh, I was not aware of the NECA ambassador thing, but Migo's doing the same thing, the exact same thing. They must have followed the NECA model. How long, wow. have, they, how long have they been doing that? NECA just started being carried in targets like maybe two months now. But I mean, how long have they been promoting the NECA ambassador? That thing? just happened when they started being carried in target. Yeah. Two months ago. Yeah. Oh, well, then maybe maybe NECA followed Migo's lead then because Migo started the, the Migo ambassador program about eight, nine, ten months ago, I think, um, because I, I signed on to do that. I'm a Mego ambassador, and uh, so anyway, the Mego is my favorite toy, but NECA comes in a close second because they do a lot of the same thing, just different licenses with different, uh, you know, different uh, franchises. They have a Crash Bandicoot figure that I have to get. Mm. Why are you rolling your eyes? <laughs> they no uh, NECA, by the way, if you haven't, if you if you're not aware of it, they have a Golden Girls four-figure collection I love that, so that are much. eight inches tall, just like Spidey and Ben Grimm here. Good God, man. They, ha they, have, they have those, uh, along, with, that along with Dr. Herbert West and some other iconic uh, figures, you know, horror-related, uh, horror-related. Horror. 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 So, but yeah, but Migo's been producing new figures uh, all year long, and... Um, they're, they're awesome, and you talk about a nostalgia act coming back from the 70s and 80s. Kind of a twofer yeah. on this one. They are definitely back and in full force. They've got all kinds of licenses from Full House to Happy Days to Charlie's Angels to, um, what am I forgetting, Bewitched, uh, Star Trek. So I'm waiting for Planet of the Apes and hopefully some other good stuff to come. But Mego is awesome, and they're just like... Just like the real thing, only improved from my childhood. Definitely improved. Yeah. Apparently, they're going to be making Thundercats as well. Good God. According to Geeky in Jesus. the chats. You talking about NECA? E More of my money. Anyway. I, I believe so, yes. Okay. Cass, I know. Uh, Follow me, go on social media. Super not my category. You didn't um, collect anything? Even my, your appreciation of my wonderful things that I have? I appreciate Jason's toys. What about mine? <laughs> I appreciate that are <laughs> Cora. No, uh, Lego Overwatch. I was super psyched about that. Oh, well, oh, yeah, we did get the first figure from that. Technically, we got a different skin for Bastion. Mm -hmm. I'm so going to get those when they come out. Yeah. We're getting the Nerf guns, too. That's going to be fun. Cora? I didn't collect any toys this year. Oh, really? Year. Well, not any new ones. Yeah, but you can still have an opinion, like maybe something from Dyson with a punch. Did you get a vacuum cleaner? <laughs> He's talking about one punch. Oh, crap, yes. I knew it. I get her. I forgot they came out this year. Though the One Punch Man figure from Dyson, that is the uh, Genos figure, it has all kinds of points of articulation. It's very well detailed, and it comes with a lot of accessories, including the clothing being made out of cloth, his little pink apron, and his shopping bag, and his little notebook where he takes his notes. I would also like to make an amendment to nostalgia because I forgot that this came also came out like this week. The Spyro remaster. Oh, oh yeah. Like we, we we mentioned Crash Bandicoot. We didn't mention Spyro. They're actually he's getting a figure too, which looks fantastic. Yes. Oh my! I thought that was a screenshot. Yeah. When I first saw, I was like, okay, it's a screenshot from. That's a figure. 
like instantly like <laughs> like the minute I because I was reading our description and it said this is something about the figure that's when I noticed the joints I was like <gasps> Yeah, that's Crap. that's a that's a get. That's a get. All right. Um, best game. Right. This one's going to be hard. This is going to be hard. Um, Red Dead Redemption Two, God of War, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Spider Man, Octopath Traveler. <laughs> um, for me, I'm going with Spider Man, and I'm going to put uh, God of War as a close second. Mm-hmm. You can skip this one. Mine is uh, going to be menopause. No, menopause for millennials. <laughs> What's yours? Venom. Um, that was your last one. Okay, that was my last one. Comedy comes in threes. Uh, no, I mean, you know, you know, mine is God of War. Um, I will love Assassin's Creed until the day I die. Uh, they're good games, but God of War is a masterpiece of of art of uh storytelling of, definitely that category it's it's beautiful it's impactful it's fun to play god of war just kicks everything else out the category for me it was so good core best game played this year all right oh played <laughs> all right um of the games that came out this year best one that i played was Octopath Traveler. I loved the idea that you could you get to play as all of the characters before you recruit them. <laughs> I liked that little option. Um, I saw someone mention it like this, and I, I, I really like this description. It plays out like a storybook when you're meeting the characters, and you almost forget that there's going to be combat later, and that's fine. It doesn't need the combat to still be an enjoyable game. And the music is absolutely beautiful. They harness having the sprite um, characters and the sprite artwork very well with 3D models. So it still looks 3D without having to like be cluttered with pixels like old games did. So they could put in a lot more detail. Kind of like for oldies like me, old people, um, Ragnarok Online. It was very, It's very reminiscent of that and I loved it. Of games that didn't come out this year, but I've been playing a lot. Uh, Stardew Valley, Farming Simulator, it's fun. I will say something about all the games we've mentioned. To all the studios that say that people don't want single-player story-based games. Mm -hmm. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Because all the games we mentioned are expansive, great stories, but single-player. Mm -hmm. Take note. Anyway. Moving you on. You make a good um, game and we will play it. I did like this uh, best convention category that you picked here. Uh, uh, this kind mm -hmm. of personal. Honor. Yeah. I honestly really enjoyed Fan Expo this year because we were all there. That was fun. That was fun. We that had was a blast. We were all, it was our first con, all of us, new team all together. That's true. I had a lot of fun on that one. And that's more, not because the con was so great, but it's, it's kind of like what you can take from the con. So yeah. I enjoyed Fan Expo this year. Yeah, that was fun. Yours, buddy? Being together. Um, this has got to be QuakeCon, right? No, it's not. I know what his is. <laughs> Mine was, no, not quite the Quake. Mine was definitely in Nevada. The Star Trek Vegas mm -hmm. 2018 convention was phenomenal. I mean, when you get to attend a show for five days in a row and see nonstop Starfleeters in their uniforms, that's a lot of fun for me. I had um, I had a blast, and everywhere you look, there's 
there's there's somebody wearing a uniform or a celebrity or or something fun going on. Just you can't walk three steps without bumping into somebody interesting. So yeah, a lot of fun. Cats. I think I gotta go with you. Fan expo. It was it was super fun. Um, that or or Akon. Akon is just really well And it's the fun that we have, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or no, not Akon, A-Fest. A-Fest, yeah. Yeah, A-Fest, A-Fest is yeah. way A-Fest. more fun. Oh, Akon was not a fun. No, That's why A-Fest. I say it's more the fun we have. No, we had fun A-Fest at A-Fest. A-Fest was, uh, it was a very well put together con, but I think yeah, Fan especially, Expo was a, super fun. Especially their, the, their organization was yeah. so much better. Yeah, but no, Fan Expo was super fun. Core? Core, core, core. I'm going to go with one I've never been to before, ReaperCon. Yeah. For the first time, like, if you don't think that there can be a fun con solely around tabletop gaming you are wrong that con was a lot of fun not because of the events they had there although they did have a lot of really fun events and classes it was the people that we met i felt way more open to talk to people at this convention than i have at any other convention i go to usually which is funny because all of these people with the exception of one person that i already knew there all of them were strangers and I felt way more open to be like, hey, what's up? And it's probably also because there were also there were a pretty good even amount of men and women there. So I didn't feel like, oh, I'm in a tabletop game. And I like tabletop, but I'm the only girl here, so they're going to judge me anyway. It was nice to see that that's, that stigma and stereotype is gone, and that's something that I wouldn't have known or noticed if I had not gone to ReaperCon. Plus, it was really cool to tour the Reaper Factory. Yes, I've never had, I've never known a company to be like, "Oh yeah, come on over. Just look at how we do this." I mean, you can copy it, but it's difficult. So have fun with that, for real. <laughs> Runner-up would be AFES, though. Well, we gotta start wrapping this up. This is the last show of the season. We will be back January. I think it's, uh, I think it's January fifteenth. Actually, okay. is when we'll be back. So after the New Year, everybody enjoy News your holidays. Uh, we will still be having some videos. We're going to be doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes while we're gone. Actually, it was, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I got that wrong on the date. It's January uh, 18th, so we'll be back soon. Gives us time to get everything going. Put that so, on your calendars, please. So we'll be back for another season of this show that I'm, saying I'm going to do until the day I die. Because it's right here. I can just do it here. Anyway. We thank will be you. revamping the studio, which is going to be fun. And We've got a lot of plans. There's going to be a lot of behind. Follow us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram slash SCNS. Uh, well, at SCNS Live and on Twitter. All that stuff at the bottom of the screen. So keep up. We're still going to be having some videos coming out. Uh, doing a lot more game streaming now that I've got everything set up again. So mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be fun. D&D game. D&D yeah. game. We'll, we will be starting... Um, D&D live streams on December 1st. This will be, a, as a note, this will be a homebrew campaign. So while we're following 5E rules, there will be things that will change. Don't yell at me, please. Yeah, for real. <laughs> also because they'll change because I don't know the rules. So <laughs> we're just going to run with it. So, And if you want to follow us, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at JasonTheX. Bryce? I'm on Facebook and Instagram under Bryce Culver. Not under, at Bryce Culver. I don't know what under means. Over, under. Somebody help me. And also, uh, I have a toy Instagram page. It's called Trapdoor Toys. Check that out. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Cass underscore Bradley. That is K-A-S underscore Bradley. I'm still live tweeting uh, my way through Assassin's Creed. And for Instagram, it's mostly stuff of me being an actor, being on set doing hair and makeup and costuming for Wearing now with milk glasses. which is my other endeavor so 
Lots of that on Instagram, lots of gaming on Twitter. You can find me at Corodono, K-O-R-O-D-O-N-O, on Instagram, where I sometimes post artwork or stupid selfies. Depends on how I feel that month, because I hardly post now, for some reason. Or, you can follow me on Twitter at Hawk's Perch, where I will continue to scream into the void about Suikoden until someone, please... Acknowledges that she exists. Ag no, not acknowledges that I exist. Acknowledges well, that Suikoden exists. <laughs> Remember... Johnny Young Bosch acknowledges it exists because he did a voice in it. You have no excuses now. So anyway, that is the show. We'll see you guys after the new year. And as the man always said, Excelsior. our show thank you so much for listening if you'd like to check out the live video version of this you can find it at youtube and facebook you can also find us on instagram and twitter all at scns live thank you so much for watching have an amazing week